0: Live from Smitty One.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live, Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. A lap. What is going on, good people? We have a lot to talk about here on the Fantasy Football Show Live. I'm your man Smitty. Tyreek Hill traded to the the Dolphins and uh we're left trying to put the pieces together. What do we do with Kelsey moving forward in redraft dynasty? What do we do with Patrick Mahomes? Where are we slotting these guys into the ADP if we're trying to predict where these guys are going to fall? Where do we draft them in upcoming mock drafts? We'll probably do a mock draft tonight or tomorrow to kind of get a feel for where Kelsey might go now, where Mahomes might fall to. He's surely to fall almost an entire round as these guys like Herbert and Burrow and Josh Allen will look to potentially be more attractive options walking into 2022. You've got Tyreek Hill falling into at least the second round, but how far into the second round will he fall? Will he fall to 2.5? Will he fall all the way to 2.8? I got some people DMing me saying, Hill's going to be better in Miami. And then other people DMing me saying, Smitty, you're all wrong. He's not even a, a second rounder. I wouldn't touch Hill until the third round. Everyone's all over the map. I'm not saying either one stance is right or wrong, although I'm kind of leaning toward the people that think he's going to be in the third round are almost crazy. But uh, I, I think he's not a first rounder any longer. How far down do we drop Waddle? If you're on IG, make sure you know that I'm over on the fantasyfootballshow.com or click the link in the bio and click on the Fantasy Football Show YouTube logo and, and come on in, jump on in, or watch from afar. It's fine either way. We're going to take a look at where I kind of guesstimate these guys to be ADP-wise. Okay, so we're going to break that down in a second. Uh, Miami going to be nice now, says Derek. This is true, Derek, but the one question I have for you is how is Miami going to even make the playoffs? When you you break it down, people, it's very easy to say Miami's going to be amazing, Miami's going to be great. But for Miami to make the playoffs, it's going to be a tall order. And I broke it down on my earlier live stream. You literally have the entire AFC West potentially cons- consuming the three wild card spots, meaning that in order to go to the playoffs, the Dolphins have to win the division and beat out the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. I don't know if that's going to happen. That is their best shot to go to the playoffs. Not trying to vie for a wild card spot, trying to vie for a wild card spot will be near impossible because you have literally let's say the Chargers win the division that is my pick for the team that's going to win the division i think Herbert's going to be mvp i moved Herbert to my number 1 quarterback before this 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 Tyreek Hill news broke now everybody's jumping on the on the on the Justin Herbert train that's okay we got room come on board people on the show know people on the show have been on the Herbert train since last year we know what time it is Herbert to the moon Herbert to Neptune. This defense is so much more improved. JC Jackson, you got Khalil Mack, field position, living in the red zone, living near the goal line. Herbert's going to take such a big step forward next year, it's not going to be funny. This guy's going to be so electric. Mark my words, and the Chargers will probably win the division, and I think Herbert's going to be in the top two or three, if not the number one, in the MVP race in 2022. Mark it down. Mark it down at me. I don't care. But if we assume that I'm correct there and Herbert and the Chargers win the division, you have the Kansas City Chiefs who maybe they aren't a Super Bowl team anymore without Tyreek Hill, but they're certainly a playoff team. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to struggle at times. I don't think they're going to find their identity until midway through the year. I think this is going to rock their world. I think they win games. I think they lose some games. I think they easily get a wild card spot. I think the Raiders are the only chance the Miami Dolphins have to knock off one of those teams in the AFC West to get the wild card spot because Casey's going to get it, in my opinion. The Denver Broncos are going to get a wild card spot. Those are two out of the three wild card spots, and if buffalo or new england wins the division miami could win it but if they if they win the division you literally have to go down to the afc west and take one of those wild card spots you still have the ravens you have a lot of teams that are very capable the raiders the chiefs and uh again the chargers assuming the chargers win the division and then the denver broncos three wild card spots people making the playoffs will be really, really hard for a team like the Dolphins who are gonna maybe have 10, 11 wins. This might be a year where we literally see a handful of 10, 11, 12 win teams not make the playoffs in the AFC. The AFC is stacked. The AFC West especially is stacked. The AFC West might send all four teams to the playoffs. The winning division, the team that wins the division and the three other teams leaving only the, the division winners and the other uh, divisions uh, a seat in the playoffs. So it's going to be tough for Miami. They're looking good, but are they going to make the playoffs? It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Instagram, make sure you know I'm live on the Fantasy Football Show on YouTube. Let me go ahead and put that here. YouTube.com slash the Fantasy Football. Whoops. YouTube.com slash the Fantasy Football Show let me pin that down below so you guys know where to go okay so let's break this down uh first in the building tonight let me go to the top of this long uh list of messages brian brian first in the building that's a is that a first brian joshua gary um um aaron appreciate you aaron mealy uh dag jorge James, Spacula, the list goes on and on Appreciate everybody being here Swaggy, Robert, Edward, you guys all rock You guys are the notification gang And appreciate every single one of you Kyle Grossman, I see you too buddy boy I see you buddy buddy boy Uh Mark, what's up Mark, what's up Anthony What's up James, Cochlin in the house What's up Free, what's up Overcome, what's going on Jordan, what's up Omar, what's going on uh, Free, Tigre And Kevin, okay so Let's take Tyreek Hill Let's start with Tyreek Hill Let's start with the highest ranked player in this entire mess that we're looking at. Because let me tell you, this trade is a mess. This trade is a bad trade for fantasy football. It's a bad trade. It's a horrible trade. It may help Kelsey. I'll break that down in a second. It may it It'll help Tua. It'll help Tua. It'll help Juju. But I don't care about Juju and Tua. Like, I I hope to have better players than Juju and Tua. I don't care that that they're helped in this. Kelsey, I do like that he's potentially getting a bump, but did he even need it? Can he even utilize the extra targets coming his way? That's the thing I'm going to break down right now. I know everybody thinks this can help in a lot of ways. It really can't. Mahomes down. Kelsey may get more targets, but will he get hurt doing it? Can Kelsey even... Can Kelsey even gobble up more targets, or will he just get overworked and injured? You know, they're, they're, Juju's the only one, I mean, Tua, but I don't care. I'm not starting Tua in fantasy. There are 10, 11, 12 other quarterbacks that are still going to rank higher than him. He's he's an attractive, crafty. In one league, you get screwed at quarterback, and Tua's sitting there, and you're like, okay, in one league, let's try Tua, and I'll draft another quarterback, like Trevor Lawrence or something, pair him together, and I feel like, okay, this is a weird situation but I'll try it like maybe maybe but I don't care about Tua I don't care about Tua I don't care about uh, Juju's interesting but at the cost of what losing Waddle as a top five breakout losing Tyreek Hill as a top five wide receiver maybe getting Travis Kelsey hurt losing Mahomes as a third round pick now he's a fourth or fifth round pick and who knows where maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire sees a bump in value but maybe not maybe he can't stay healthy i don't i don't know that that's uh, anything we're gonna count on like it, it could be gravy in the in the in the mix of everything but no way are we gonna look at clyde or look at even me i'm not looking at me hardman and being like yeah you know he's gonna explode it's just like maybe he's in a way collaterally involved in in a, in a bump sure but this is awful this is an awful trade for fantasy football No way to spin it any other way. I've had several people come at me and say this is good for Waddle. Are you out of your mind? Good for Waddle. Can't be good for Waddle. How can it be good for Waddle? I know everybody's trying to use the Juju Smith Schuster when Antonio Brown was around analogy. Get out of here with that. Tua's not Big Ben in Big Ben's prime, where he was laser locking on Antonio Brown over and over and over and Juju. And et- this is a horrible trade. Horrible trade. It helps no one but Juju. And I don't care. Maybe I'll draft him, sure, but I don't care. I'm I'm, I'm more upset about this than anything. I'm not I'm not worried about Juju. waddle waddle was a top five potential wide receiver i don't think people realize how big of a breakout he was some of you do some of you have been watching my channel for a while you know how much i loved waddle waddle was gonna explode waddle had a hundred and what did he have a hundred and was it 11 receptions as a rookie what was his stat line look at the stat line I mean Waddle, oh I have it right here. Waddle could Waddle could maybe replicate last year's numbers. We talked about that um on the last live stream. Waddle had 104 receptions. 104 receptions for 1015 yards, 6 TDs, one rushing TD. And while he only had 3 yards rushing, he was utilized in a way that looked crafty they, they were clearly wanting to run this kid a lot like debo already and, and mcdaniel wasn't even on the roster mcdaniel comes over as the head coach from san francisco part architect and blueprint maker of debo samuel's 2021 breakout season 2021 debo's role this mcdaniel guy Had a lot to do with it. This guy's looking like a genius so far. You may not like what he's doing to the fantasy football values, and he's destroying them. Uh, You know, as much as I love McDaniel, as much as I think this guy could be a really good coach, he's, he's making moves. He's making the Niners look like they're sitting on their hands. He's making move after move after move. But he's absolutely destroying all of the fantasy value of every player involved. And we are a fantasy football show. We're not a team show. We're not a Niners show. We're not a Cardinals show. We're not a, a Packers show. We are a fantasy football show. So guess what? McDaniel's not becoming a friend of fantasy football right now. McDaniel's kind of an enemy of fantasy football. McDaniel needs to take a lap. Take a I mean, McDaniel's single handedly destroying top five wide receivers. Like, Hill drops out of the top five, and I'll show you in a minute where I've got him. Waddle drops out of my breakout top five to seven. Mahomes drops out of the top two quarterbacks. Like, single handedly, this McDaniel guy's tearing apart fantasy football. He's making an amazing team. He's doing a fantastic job from a football perspective. I'll give him that. But good Lord. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. Debo is 40 plus pounds and four inches taller, but I agree he would have... Look, guys, you need to to chill on the Waddle, not you Vamp specifically, but you guys need to chill on when someone says that Waddle was about to be Debo 2.0, he was. I don't care how big he is compared to, to Debo or how much smaller he is. You can use a player differently when you run him. D- Waddle would have been ran all over the place. He would have had probably two or 300 rushing yards had Hill not landed on the, r- on the roster. It doesn't mean you give him up the gut carries like Debo. You give him two... He drops back negative two yards, quick little turnaround, toss it to him, behind the line of scrimmage, and he goes 65, 70 yards. That's what, that's what Debo would do a lot of times. Jimmy G would literally throw a negative yard pass to Debo... And Debo would be either in the flat or he'd be out wide, step back one or two yards, catch the football, take it 67 yards down the field. Um, Two-yard slant, five-yard slant, um, one-yard hook, like end around, handoff, uh, a pitch in the flat. Like there's a lot of ways you could get the football to a guy like Waddle who's not built like Debo. I don't care how many pounds different they are. You give the football to Waddle in a position where He's essentially turning into a receiver right away. He's running like a running back, but he's in a position where he's getting hit by D-backs, not offensive linemen. There's a way to do that. He was on his way to being Debo 2.0. McDaniel was responsible for making and helping Debo become who he became last year in 2021. He's one of the architects of what Debo did. And so he comes over and you're like, great, Waddle's top five to seven to the moon. And Tyreek Hill not only comes over to steal his thunder, not only comes over to take his carry or his, yeah, his carries, but to take his receptions, his touchdowns, like he's going to bleed out. Waddle's bleeding out a lot of what he's about to have. Not only that, Tyreek Hill is the king of the jet sweep. This is a guy that runs the football like Debo already. And now you've got, from McDaniel's perspective, two of these guys, which is phenomenal. And if you're a Dolphins fan... You're excited as can be. You got two guys that you can jet sweep all day long. You got Tua who... He's limited, but man... Tua's gonna... Tua's gonna have enough weapons to be... To be more than sufficient. He's he's gonna be potentially good. Like, I never thought I'd say this about Tua, but... Tua is surrounded by ballers. (sighs) If you think this is good for Waddle, you are living in fantasy land. Anybody in here that thinks this is good for waddle hello welcome dynasty waddle owner to the fantasy football show live appreciate you being here if you truly think this is a good move for waddle you are talking yourself into it this is not good for waddle it can't be good for waddle the one thing i will say don't give up on waddle don't sell him low potentially buy him low because Hill is no spring chicken Hill is how old is Hill right now Tyreek Hill you know these wide receivers are are signing deals that that are pretty crazy when you consider that some of them are older Hill is Hill is 28 years old Hill turned 28 this month in March on March 1st he turned 28 now now granted Hill probably has 2 years left of playing elite football because he's one of these speedy, quick guys, it would not shock me at all if in one and a half to two years, Hill can't Hill can't stay healthy. Like, I'm not saying it's for sure. It's a what-if game. I get that. But these quick guys with the hamstring injuries, the constant injuries as they get older, let, let me tell you something. Hill only has one one speed, and that's to go full go. When you start having hamstring injuries, you start pulling it constantly. So it would not shock me if Hill started either this year, next year, or at least the third year getting hurt all the time. And so in redraft, I'm not excited because Hill has an opportunity to play healthy all year. I'm not saying that this will happen at 28. I'm not saying it will for sure happen in the beginning of his 29 age season season. But I certainly think if you think long game here with Waddle, Waddle's just getting going. Waddle's entering his second year. Okay, so he's still got a ton of time. And if you think about that, if you go acquire Waddle at a place where he's still going to produce pretty good wide receiver two numbers, he's not a wide receiver one. Waddle can't be a wide receiver one when you start off your sophomore year right here Needing all these targets, and you have Tyreek Hill come over to absorb. In an offense, that's going to do a lot of pulling, shifting around, misdirection, run plays. They brought in two running backs to go along with Miles Gaskin for a reason. They signed Chase Edmonds, who I don't go after in fantasy football because he worries me. There's no way I'm going to draft this man as the top back. I'd wait, wait and let somebody else take Chase Edmonds, who, believe me, I know him in Arizona. He can't stay healthy. So let someone else take Chase Edmonds early as he's the projected starter. You come in and scoop up Mostert and Gaskin. Maybe grab both of them and have a handcuff and wait. Similar to last year, I get a lot of heat for my Sermon predictions when every single time, almost every single time I mention Sermon's a breakout, I said, cuff them to Mitchell. They are one. Mitchell and Sermon are one. And it's funny people forget that. All they hear is that I said Sermon's going to be great. I said Sermon Mitchell, as a duo, will be a breakout league winner, and Mitchell was. I think Gaskin and Mostert won't necessarily be a league winner, but they are one. When you talk about one, you have to include the other. I don't believe Chase Edmonds is the ultimate starting running back in the end. Once he starts going and either disappointing or getting hurt, I would would definitely grab the two together. And walk into 2022 at the end of your bench. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna try and play off of this, McDaniel knows what he's doing. McDaniel's gonna produce. The problem is he'll probably use multiple backs all over. It'll be hard to predict. One will get hurt. Look at San Francisco; they constantly get hurt. They'll probably overwork one of them, and then you got the two to go with Mostert and Chase Edmonds. At some point, will both be hurt at the same time for a string of games. That's the way these two running backs are. So Miles Gaskin might be. He might be relevant at some point. I cuff him and Mostert and I hold him on the bench. Uh, You're not starting either one of them yet, but they're a good bench cuff to have at the end of your bench. Waddle and Hill, there's no way both of them can be electric. There's no way Hill can be a first round pick in fantasy. And I think at some point when he falls off and this offense and team is playing well, Waddle reemerges as the number one wide receiver, maybe in his third and a half year to fourth year. So in Dynasty, buy low. and Dynasty, don't sell low. Buy low. Hold on to him. And then redraft, we'll see where he falls. I mean, if Hill goes down this year, and Hill, Hill's broke his collarbone, like I said, hamstring injuries oftentimes come along with these speedy guys at some point in their career. Waddle could be playing like a, a top five to seven wide receiver at some point this year if Hill goes down. Now, What, are you going to play the what-if game and hope that Hill gets hurt? No one wants to wish injury upon anybody, but Hill does feel like he can be a a big disappointment here. Like, this move is is disappointing in general, and I feel like there's a shot it could snowball into more disappointment with injuries because Hill is no spring chicken. And I don't know that I—I don't think anybody should be paying him but KC this kind of money— because he's changing offenses. Granted, he's going into a system that's going to utilize him perfectly, but Hill's he'll, 28 years old. That seems young to a lot of people, and a lot of people think that, that wide receivers can last till 32. Like, usually entering your 32-age season, that's like where the decline can happen, and elite wide receivers can sometimes go further. But we're seeing this with running backs, and I believe we're starting to see it with the wide receivers too. Where it's not 32 really anymore. A lot of it depends on how long you've done it. And Hill has done it so long, and there's so much wear and tear on this man's body, and there's so much concern for these soft tissue injuries for a speedy guy that, that only knows one gear. He has one gear, and that's fast. <laughs> and, and and if Deshaun Jackson doesn't teach you anything, one of the fastest players in the NFL, he always gets hurt. And he'll tear his hamstring in like, not even in a game. it will be like, oh, he's on the injury report. Oh, he's got a torn hamstring. Deshaun Watson's playing great. And then all of a sudden, like during the middle of a week, it will be like, out for the year. And it's like, what did he do? What did he do? I'm just saying that's possible for Hill. Don't expect him to last four years at this level. I don't think it's going to happen. And he takes a dip in value anyway. So let's break down where we draft these guys in 2022 redraft let's start with the, the biggest name guy tyreek hill and go from there so tyreek hill god it's so weird getting used to that blue color um this guy was was literally like right here i would say you've got him a little bit past number six overall you could take him at seven eight nine pretty easily before this trade happened that's where he lived now you gotta think to yourself you've got you've got Justin Jefferson You've got Jamar Chase. You've got Cooper Cup. Those are the top three wide receivers in fantasy football. You've got Devontae Adams that some people are still going to hold on to as a top three, top four guy. Me? I mean, maybe he's ahead of... I don't know if he's ahead of Hill or not. I, I Honestly, I feel like they're the same now. This is Aaron Rodgers losing his top target and the number one or number two wide receiver in all of fantasy football. Then you've got Mahomes one of the top quarterbacks losing the number two or number three wide receiver in all of fantasy football arguably he could be these are two quarterbacks that just lost the top option both top five wide receivers in the the NFL this is absolute madness what's going on players are getting whatever they want right now I want to trade I'm Devontae Adams trade me okay there you go. You you have what you want. This never happened 10 years ago. Players didn't dictate what where they're going. This is the NBA now. And the contracts are guaranteed now. 230 million dollars to Deshaun Watson with 22 pending cases. This is insane. 230 million fully guaranteed dollars. I wonder if there's some legal jargon in there that will come out in the next week or two that relates to his case. I do wonder if we're going to hear that. If somebody digs into the contract and then on ESPN or Rappaport, someone's going to report, hey, it does say in his contract that the 22 cases, I'm totally speculating. I have no knowledge on that at all. But I do wonder if we'll hear something because $230 million guaranteed to a person facing 22 pending civil cases that, yes, civil cases can't land him on the commissioner exempt list, but... He's definitely getting suspended six games or more, I would say. Deshaun Watson, six to eight game suspension minimum, if I had to guess right now. Tyreek Hill was the number six, number seven overall player. What's up, IG? Make sure you know I'm down here on YouTube. Tyreek Hill, I'm going to say with Justin Jefferson, with Cooper Cup, with Jamar Chase being the three wide receivers that are going in round one, traditionally we don't have more than that going in round one however I am pushing your man Smitty that we look at 2022 different and that we forego going Dalvin Cook injury prone shoulder issues surely to take him off the field at some point this year not to mention all the other nagging injuries and, and, and getting dinged up that happens with this guy he's literally carried out the field Two or three times a year or crawls off the field and you're like, and you know this if you own him, you know this. You hold your breath every time Dalvin Cook gets tackled and you don't see him in the pile, and then he come pops up and you're like, Thank God, thank God. Because Dalvin Cook is out for the year, at least two or three times a season for about five minutes, and then he comes back running on the field, carried off the field, helped off the field, crawled off the field, put in a casket, nails are all nailed in, they carry him off. They have a ceremony, and all of a sudden he pops out, runs right back on the field. This happens two or three times a year. You get scared to death he's done for the year. Now, you could cuff him to Madison. I understand that. But I'd still rather draft Madison all by himself and draft Jamar Chase, draft Justin Jefferson in the redraft, draft Cooper Cup. Give me one of those three wide receivers over every single running back not named Javante Williams not named Jonathan Taylor, maybe not named Najee Harris. Those are my top 3 running backs. I may I may take Najee and move him below the three wide receivers. But that's me. Running back busted in 2022, 2021. Running back busted hardcore in 2021. I'm surprised more people aren't peddling what I am out there in the fantasy football space. I'm surprised more people aren't gravitating toward wide receiver in round one when you don't hold a top three overall pick. I'm surprised people are willing to take a chance on King Henry. Like, it's funny, there's always, it seems like a casual, I'm sorry if you feel this way, I don't mean to disrespect you, but it seems like a casual usually makes this comment. If you like King Henry in the top four, I'm not calling you a casual in my show, in my community. You know I love you. But it seems in my comments somewhere from a random person I've never recognized before. A casual comes in when I'm like, hey, is it JT? How you feeling about Javante? We're all thinking Javante season's here, and some casual drops a If healthy, it's King Henry. We know that. If healthy, it's King Henry. That's the problem. Okay? This isn't where you get to draft when you find out what's going on with them, or you get to to test them out. And if things don't go right, trade him back in for another player. That's all part of it. You can't say, if if healthy, I hate that. If healthy, I like him. Or if he gets traded, then I like him. If Devontae Adams plays with A-Rod, and A-Rod comes back, then I like Adams. Like, you've got to predict these things before they happen. That's the whole point having the conversation. So, as it stands right now, King Henry is a huge injury risk. He is not worth taking over the top three wide receivers. And before Adams got traded to the Raiders, he was in there too. Before Hill got traded to the Dolphins, he might have been in there too. I could have argued before these two top five wide receivers got ripped and raptured from fantasy football top five greatness. I can't believe... I feel like this is a dream. I feel like I'm going to wake up tomorrow and and be like, Whoa! And go on the show and say... Guys, I had the weirdest dream. Devonte Adams got traded right after Aaron Rodgers almost didn't return to Green Bay, and he finally said, "I'll return to Green Bay." And he knows that Adams is gonna go to the Raiders. I had this weird dream, and then after that, Tyreek Hill, out of nowhere, wants to not play football with Mahomes anymore and go to the Miami Dolphins, where he's gonna get less targets. It, it's a dream. This is this feels like a nightmare. It feels like a nightmare. I was willing to take all five of those wide receivers over Cook and over Derrick Henry, and, and maybe even over Eckler. I get if you like Eckler in the three or four spot and then go the wide receivers. I'm not mad at you if that's how you feel about Eckler. He certainly finished the, the season on fire. I worry about injury with him and him holding up. I worry about, especially if we're talking dynasty, running backs in general, give me the wide receiver. Give me the Give me Justin Jefferson Give me give me uh, Jamar Chase. Give me a wide receiver. It was Hill. I still would have said Hill even with two years left and all the concern about injuries. In, 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 in KC, I would have liked even two years. Cooper Cup in Dynasty is very disrespected because he's got at least two to three years left, I think. At least two to three years. Um, how, old, how old is uh, Cooper Cup? He's a little different than Tyreek Hill because he's not as at risk. He's 28 as well. And he's turning 29 in, in June. I give him two years. I give him two years and even though Hill is a year younger roughly I give Hill two years. I give Cooper Cup and Hill the same amount of time. And that might seem crazy to some people but I don't think it's crazy. Even with Cooper Cup being a little, a little less than half a year D- different or whatever uh let's see cup is yeah so like i don't know i guess it's almost a year it's like nine he's like nine months older or something like that even with being nine months or so older i, I like cup as much as hill i think cup can survive for two plus years two to two and a half then you trade him like as the, the second or third year begins but in a.j brown like someone used a.j brown let me tell you when you talk about a.j brown versus cooper cup in dynasty I don't think they're that far apart because AJ Brown has already suffered a lot of injuries and nicks and been banged up. And I'm not sure that I trust him to last longer consistently. Like he might be relevant for five or six years, but will he have a couple years where he keeps getting banged up? How are this guy's how are his knees? His knees feel like they're always kind of a concern. Would you rather have Cooper Cup in Dynasty or A.J. Brown? Are you playing for three, four, five years down the road? Or do you want the number one, number two, or number three wide receiver in Dynasty for the next two, two and a half, three years? Because Cooper Cup has at least two years left. Maybe you trade him at the beginning of his third year before decline happens. That's a long time. Everybody playing for five and six years down the road is playing for last place, or at least at the very most second place. You're not playing for first place when you keep thinking six, seven, eight years down the road. Keeper, uh, you're taking cup fifth or javante eighth. Javante in a heartbeat, Jacob. Because Javante, I draft over Cooper Cup in a in a in a redraft, in a dynasty, in both. Javante's in my top two to three overall in every format, and he's a later keeper. It's not even close, bro. Not even. I love Cooper Cup in the fifth, but Javante in the eighth is a home run. I appreciate your super chat. And before I leave Hill over here too long, where are we moving Hill to? He can't be drafted at number six, seven, eight, or nine overall anymore. So I'm going to drag him down into the second round. Is he a top of the second round guy? Is he a top a middle of the second round guy? Um, who would be? Who would you draft over him? If I pull up a list, let me go to SleeperU.com, my ranking site, my bull prediction site. What, what What is that, Smitty? Sleeper what?
1: Want bold year-round rankings, trade calculators, and bold predictions? Get on over to SleeperU.com.
0: You, Get your rankings at SleeperU.com. Okay. Um, I'm going to look at the top 200 list I have on SleeperU.com. And I'm going to look at Redraft for right now. So... You have like Jonathan Taylor, you have Javante, you have Najee Harris, you have Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckler. And then it gets cloudy. It gets cloudy at like eight overall because you had Tyreek Hill. Now he's not there. Debo Samuel, do you trust him to stay healthy? Are they going to use Ayuk more? That's tough to take him at seven or eight. I like Debo at the turn. If you've got the 12 and 13 back-to-back picks, I like Debo there. But now that that Adams has been kind of bumped down, now that Tyreek Hill might be bumped down, I don't know if I can put Debo right there. Dalvin Cook, I don't want any part of Dalvin Cook as my first drafted player. I'd take him at the turn, maybe. I'd take Henry at the turn, maybe. Henry's not last into the turn. Cook probably won't last, but has more of a likelihood to fall than than Derrick Henry does. But I'm I'm fortunately not going to have much of a problem of having to take dalvin cook or derrick henry because most likely no one's gonna let him fall to a point where i draw my line in the sand and i talk to you guys about the line in the sand all the time the line in the sand is essentially where a player turns from 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 bad to good so if we're talking about let's say the round one or round two and let's say we're talking about um uh let's use tyreek hill so tyreek hill at 1.5, no longer is good. This is a a no-go zone. Where is my line in the sand where Tyreek Hill flips from bad to good? So here's the bad. So no-go zone. And then right here, when he flips into this, let's call it 2.5, let's say, that's where it's a positive area to take Hill. I could take Hill anywhere in this zone right here. So from 2.5 on. So my line in the sand for Derrick Henry, it's tough to say. Um, I think it's probably around 12, 13, 14, and that might seem extremely late. You might even laugh at that, but that's where I have him, and that's where I think he won't fall. So I don't think I think people are going to take care of this problem for me. I don't think I'm ever going to be on the clock at my line in the sand for Dalvin Cook or Derrick Henry because no one's going to let them fall that far. So who do we Where do we put Hill? Is are Hill and Adams by default going to going to linger at like the, the 11, 12, 13 because there's there's no one to move up? Some might like Henry way over Adams and Hill. I understand that, but I'm I'm just concerned that Henry's going to drop off majorly, and I don't even know if Henry's going to return to form. Everyone assumes because he's built different, he's going to be okay. He's got this plate in his foot, which may or may not come out. I've heard that he could get it taken out. I don't know if he will get it taken out. Got a plate in the foot as we as it stands right now. Didn't look good the last time we saw him. Yes, that's unfair because he was coming back from injury. But this man has been overworked to an extreme degree. He needs 27 to 28 to 29 carries to do Derrick Henry things. And the Titans would be smart not to give him anything close to 27 carries a game in order to keep him healthy. But if you give Derrick Henry 17 carries, he's not going to do what Derrick Henry does. The guy averaged a, 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 a lot less yards per carry last year. Henry, pull up Derrick Henry the 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 data is staggering. I know everybody thinks, okay, he did so good last year. He did amazing last year, right? He had he had phenomenal numbers. He didn't he wasn't efficient. He was just given volume. People think Derrick Henry was efficient last year. He wasn't as efficient as you think. He was just overfed. He was given way too many carries. Take a look at Derrick Henry's game uh season log right here. His career stats 2016 4.5 yards per carry 2017 he hasn't gotten going yet he's i think he's, he's sharing carries with demarco murray in tennessee at this point 2017 4.2 yards per carry derrick henry unleash party happens in 2018 4.9 yards of carry derrick henry 2019 5.1 yards per carry derrick henry 2020 5.4 yards per carry Derrick Henry was a machine for three straight years, overfed given 303 carries in 2019, given 420 plus carries if you include the playoffs in 2020. Then he breaks in 2021, averages 4.3 yards per carry. He's not efficient. I know you wanna equate stat lines and box scores to efficiency. The stats tell you different. He was just overfed. On eight games, he got 219 carries. 219 carries divided by eight is 27.375 carries per game. Multiply that by 17 starts. That is 465 carries that Derrick Henry would have rushed in 2021 had he stayed healthy, which he would not have because no one can rush for 460, 65 carries after they just rushed for 420 carries in a season plus the playoffs and ran for over 2,000 yards during the regular season. It, the writing was so on the wall that Derrick Henry was going to get hurt. This is why your boy Smitty said trade him by, by double-digit weeks or before because he was going to break. I don't want to hear that it was Freak. I don't want to hear that he's built different. I don't want to hear that Derrick Henry is going to be the guy that surpasses all these these red flags and and areas of concern. He's not. Being built different will be his demise. Being 250 pounds, 6'3", 6'4", will be the reason he breaks because the harder, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. That is not a saying people say for fun. It's because this dude's hitting the ground over and over and over. It's going to put wear and tear on his body differently than any other player. 4.3 yards per carry last year is a very telling sign. That drop off is massive. 4.9, 5.1, 5.4, and 2021, 4.3. So Derek Henry's line in the sand is at the turn at 12, 13, 14. So where do we put... Where do we put Hill? I I honestly I, I'm still digesting this, guys. I don't have a a, a, a full blown answer for you. I'd be reckless to just come out and say this is it, this is all. like Adam C. D. Lamb, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Swift, Christian McCaffrey, who's trusting McCaffrey at this point. Travis Kelsey gets a bump, but are we worried about Kelsey getting overworked? Can can Kelsey even handle more work? Everybody seems to think this move, Tyree going elsewhere, is going to help Kelsey. Will it? Is part of why Kelsey was so good is that Hill was all over the field and no one could really focus on where Travis Kelsey, you know, was on the field. Will Will Kelsey actually have better numbers? I know Juju. Everybody likes Juju, but I'm not. I, I'm I'm excited about him a little bit, and I think he could maybe produce high-end wide receiver two numbers but I don't know about wide receiver one numbers Waddle top 10 Jack only if Hill gets hurt you know or it could be borderline 10 I won't say that's crazy but um, I think Jack you're the one that said that it's better for Waddle it's not better for Waddle putting Waddle at top 10 is not better he was a top 5 to 7 breakout so he's definitely taking a knock to like I'm okay with 10 10 to 14 but that's a downgrade Jack that hurts him he was top 5. Waddle was on his way to top 5. Now he's not. Top 10? I mean, it could happen. It could happen, Jack. Um Man. This is crazy. Uh T- Tam says put him at 16 overall, so 12, 13, 14 about right there. Uh do you put does anybody like CD Lamb over Lamb or Hill? Does anybody draft CD Lamb over Hill? I'm not saying you should. I'm just asking. I want to know where people value Hill. Does anybody feel like... <sighs> I'm looking at the wide receiver rankings right now. And even though I want to bump Hill and Adams down, there's only so far you can bump them down. I don't think you bump them past Diggs. At DK, he's got a horrible situation. Hopkins is injury prone. Mike Evans, I mean, we're going way too far down. CD Lamb, Waddle... And then it's Debo. I mean, you have no choice but to go Javante, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and then and then maybe Debo. Maybe Debo. Maybe CD Lamb. Maybe not. Maybe not yet. It's Adams and Hill. Like they're gonna be five and six. They just they kind of have to be but that it's not good like it's it's tough i mean 5 to 6 to get a 5 to 6 wide receiver around like 2.2 2.3 i i guess it's okay uh mahomes was a third rounder mahomes now what fourth or maybe fifth maybe end of the fourth to the fifth travis kelsey was a um Travis Kelsey was like a I would say I don't know 15 overall type guy roughly and maybe this moves him in a lot of people's mind to like 13 so something like that Waddle was in the bottom of the second round to the third people were getting excited about him now he drops to the fourth or maybe the fifth maybe he's behind Mahomes Tua don't worry about his ADP uh, but he will see an increase. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, don't worry about his AP ADP, but he will see an increase. Juju Smith-Schuster is nowhere near the fourth round, but at some point he could become a value or at some point he could become overvalued. But I'd say Kelsey definitely moves up a couple slots, but I think anybody that puts Kelsey in round one is going to be extremely disappointed because A, I don't think he can get much better. You know, the volume, increased volume will probably only hurt him. And I already fear that Kelsey might start missing games. I really think that Kelsey may start missing time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's getting older, and if they they lean on him more and he faces a little bit tougher, you know, defensive setups, and he's getting double teamed a little more, focused on a little more, um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna wonder where this guy is on the field at all times. When Hill was out there, you couldn't really have that that luxury. Uh, I'm going to say that he needs to stay in the second round. I don't mind moving him to the top of the second round, or like I would say like 14 overall. Um, but Hill and Kelsey are, are pretty close in the second round. They're both second rounders. Mahomes is not a third rounder. Waddle is no longer a third rounder. Waddle is now a fourth or a fifth rounder. Um, so, kind of crazy. And for those that don't know the details of the trade, of course Tyreek Hill traded to the Dolphins. Um, it's it, This is just madness. Uh, Let's go to the voicemail line. Guys, if you're on Instagram, go on over to YouTube, youtube.com slash the fantasy football show. Appreciate everybody watching from IG over here. We've had between 20 and 48, 50 people the whole time. So get on over to to my YouTube later. Appreciate you all. If you want to leave voice messages, we're going to the voicemail segment. Uh, DM me on IG right now. Okay, let me post this real quick. Uh, The Fantasy Football Show Live. And let me go ahead and post this on my channel and then go ahead and get to the voicemails. So leave me a voicemail in the voicemail group. This is from Ryan Wade.
1: Hey, what's going on? My uh, question pertains to Rashad Penning. Man, I'm I'm like a huge, huge... uh, fan of Rashad Penny, especially grabbing the guy off the waiver wire last year in like week, I don't know, 12. Ended up being the uh, league winner for me in uh, multiple leagues. Now, uh, Chris Carson is still in Seattle. Drew Locke is over there. Uh, my question, where are you uh, taking Rashad Penny next year? Are you taking him over Chris Carson, and do you believe that he's going to be the dominant running back in the backfield? i truly believe that he will be i think the seahawks see that as well um just curious to get your input on it thanks
0: i mean chris carson thank you ryan wade chris carson's not on my radar at all like the guy had a a neck back spine whatever issue like i'm not don't, don't count on chris carson he was already injury prone like carson's done it's like james robinson argument people are going uh, maybe J- maybe ETN will get the starting job by midseason. ETN has a starting job. James Robinson tore his Achilles tendon. Don't get me going on Achilles tendons. He's done. James Robinson's an older running back that tore his Achilles. He's done. He's not coming back to relevancy to start. Maybe he's a backup. Maybe he gets a change of pace work. But, but James Robinson's reign is over. It's ETN season. You know, And he's in a, a situation where he's going to get running back by committee uh, a threat the whole time he's there because Doug Peterson runs a running back by committee without fail but ETN special he might catch a lot of passes so I think he could he could maybe break free from the running back by committee uh, limitations that Doug Peterson's going to try to slap on him because Lawrence is going to feed him so I like ETN but yeah similar to Carson and James Robinson same type of I'm not going, I'm not drafting them with my last pick in the draft like not even not even close James, no James Robinson's older he's not he's an older unrestricted free agent he's uh let me see how old James Robinson is James Robinson. Oh no! Age wise, I'm sorry. He's twenty. He's twenty three. He's twenty three, turning twenty four. But that's that's you're not going to recover from Achilles tear that late. I thought he was twenty six, but he's an unrestricted free agent. He's a a a guy that I think the that's not going to get another shot to start. So he'd have to literally climb the ranks. Um, but yes, uh, it, Achilles is he's done. He's done. Um, to get another shot as an unrestricted free agent after an Achilles tear the odds would be extremely extremely um against him but yeah I, I was wrong I thought he was 26 he's tw- turning 24 so he's two years younger than I thought but, but he's still he's still an unrestricted free agent had his breakout a little late you said the same about Cam Akers I know I did and I was right you're correct thank you for pointing that out for me Omar Appreciate the support. Appreciate you getting my back. <laughs> I, I love when people say Cam Akers won't. Like like as if Cam has come back yet. <laughs> uh, 139 in here, 69 likes. I appreciate you, Omar. But you, you just helped prove my point. MT and Winston will be fire, I think. Arizona, where are you getting that, though? I'm just curious. Like, have you... Have you seen anything on Mike Thomas that I I haven't seen? I'm just curious because this sounds a lot like last year where we assume that Mike Thomas is fine like we're just here we're here again Arizona we're here again we're we're back to where we just assume because this man is named Mike Thomas and he had a good career in the past that he's back Like, we have no information. Until we know he's back, he's got the proving to do to us. We don't take a gamble on him. I'm not drafting Mike Thomas in even the fifth round. So, Mike Thomas may never be the same player ever again. We cannot assume he's back. Maybe you end up being right. MT healthy top five. How do you know, though? How do you know? MT healthy top five. Lick. You heard it here first, (laughs) Matt. Matt, how do you know he's healthy, Matt? Who told you? The same people that told you last year, don't worry about it. He's Mike Thomas. He'll be fine. No way. No way. Uh, Let's see here. Yeah, Callaway. Look, we we love Callaway on the channel, and and he, he definitely had his moments, and then his non moments but maybe he takes a step forward. Don't don't spend high draft capital on him, but you never know. Uh ETN running back two, uh low end. Low end with upside for huge running back two numbers, but you gotta buy him as a low end running back to that's the whole point. That's the key.
1: Hey Smitty, one more
0: question for you. Ryan um,
1: this pertains to the Robert Woods trade. Um Do you really think they even got return value on that for a sixth rounder? I know the guy's, what is he, 30 years old? He had an ACL tear. But at the end of the day, a lot of these guys, you know, rounds two through six, uh, I'm sorry, four through six, they've had previous ACL tears, and it seems like they kind of just replaced him with Allen Robinson. um, So, Allen Robinson, I'm sorry. So... To me, the way I look at it, I feel like they didn't get much of a return value. Do you feel the same way? And you know, how do you feel about Robert Woods next year? Is he a wide receiver two, or is he a wide receiver three? Uh, is this somebody you could see your you know see us actually playing? Or um, you know, what's the temperature on it? The- uh,
0: Robert Woods, I'm not I'm not high on Robert Woods coming off an ACL tear, changing teams. Changing playbooks. Recovering from, from an ACL tear. Look, there's a reason why you heard nothing about Watson. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Winston going to another team. When Watson was potentially going to go to New Orleans, it was on the table. Winston sat back. He didn't say, well, screw this. I'm going to go look elsewhere and find a team that, that wants me You know, as their first choice. I don't want to be somebody's second choice. Winston didn't care about that. Winston had recovery that he needed to focus on. He didn't want to focus on learning a new playbook, trying to compete while he's recovering from ACL surgery. He literally wanted to keep things simple and focus on recovery and be in a familiar setting so that he could have that one goal be just getting better. What's up, Mark Cleveland? Appreciate you being here, pal. Um, Same thing. Same thing for, for, for Robert Woods. He's going to a new system. He's gotta learn the new system. Transitioning as a wide receiver is never easy for a wide receiver. It's just not, it's, it could be a struggle. Sometimes people have done it. Some players have had great first years, but it is a struggle. Okay, Tyreek Hill will probably do well because of the, the components involved. The fact that McDaniel uses a guy like him so well, like that could be good. That could be a good year for him. You know, I think Hill takes a dip, but maybe still very much a second round potential guy. In the system, I don't know about Waddle. Waddle could get hurt way more than Tyreek gets hurt, because Tyreek's going to get fed. Waddle was going to get fed. We hope he's still fed. But but Woods, wo- no, I'm not touching Woods. Uh, to answer your question, it seems like a, a late pick, but he's coming back from injury. It's hard to trade a guy like that. You don't know how healthy he's going to be. Um, I, would, I wouldn't even draft Woods, but, like, as a bench player. He's not a wide receiver, too. I see Aaron says wide receiver, too. Not not in fantasy, bro. Not, not coming off the ACL tear. If, if he didn't get hurt, he probably would have been traded for, like, a third or a fourth rounder, which still seems, like, low value, but that's the way these teams overvalue draft picks. If I was a GM, other than, like, quarterbacks, if I was a GM, I'd be trading all the time because you could acquire some of the best talent in a trade for second and third round picks like Barkley I don't like Barkley at all I wouldn't bring him over but I'm just giving you an example they were talking about a third or a fourth round pick for Barkley like it's crazy Christian McCaffrey his contract's so big that he could have been traded for for a low amount of of of, of 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 like a real disrespectful draft slot you know it wouldn't have been a first rounder so it's Trades are weird in the NFL, and if you know what you're doing, you could take advantage.
1: Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. You probably touched on this on your stream on Tariq Hill's trade. Um, What is this going to look for Patrick Mahomes and the future of the Kansas City Chiefs in addition to the additions to the Miami Dolphins? Um, Who do you think we should avoid now from the Kansas City Chiefs and or Miami Dolphins? Thanks, pal.
0: Um, I'm not avoiding anyone that was involved in the trade or, or affected by the trade. I'm not avoiding Tyreek Hill. I'm not avoiding Mahomes, and not avoiding Kelsey. You know, obviously Kelsey could get a, a bump, but I think Kelsey could backfire. He could get hurt. He could get overworked. He could get double teamed. Like, like Tyreek Hill took attention off Kelsey. I don't know if Kelsey can get better. I think Kelsey could only potentially get get spied on and, and double teamed, you know what I mean, like, so I'm not even sure, but I'm not, I'm not avoiding him, I'm not avoiding Tyreek Hill, I'm not avoiding Waddle, Um but I'm certainly giving Kelsey no, no down, you know, downtick, but I don't know that I'm bumping him as much as everybody else is, I, I you know, I just fear that injury, Hill, I give him a round bump, but not like a whole 12 picks. It's more like, okay, he was at the bottom of round one. Now I bump him into two. And I feel comfortable as Hill is my second drafted player. Waddle Waddle may have dropped two full rounds. And that could be good. And because of that, Tariq, I'm not avoiding Waddle. I'm probably scooping up Waddle in tons of leagues because... The more I digest it, the more I feel like we need to look at the positives in Waddle's new ADP. Like, at some point, we got to stop complaining. At some point, we got to buck up. At some point, we got to, we got to, like, tough it out and say, look, it is what it is. Like, put our big boy pants on and let's get to work on whether Waddle is worth it now in the fourth, the end of the fourth to the fifth or sixth round. Like, if Waddle falls to round five, and you can get Waddle as your fifth drafted player, game on, okay? We need to look at this from that perspective. We can't change what happened. We can cry and gripe and complain. And I think we were deserve, we deserve to have a 12-hour 12, 12 period uh, of digesting this and being a little upset. But starting tonight, starting tomorrow, starting right now, it's time to accept that Waddle needs to be looked at as a fifth-rounder. What does that mean? Does Waddle now hold better redraft value than before like do we would we rather have waddle in this situation and costing a fifth or a sixth rounder or would we rather have waddle in his previous situation where he's the lone wide receiver and maybe climbing into round two by august he might have been at 2.11 2.12 and that's a high price tag that gives him less upside in a way so i kind of like i kind of like waddle right now because if hill goes down and hill is such a hamstring worry and injury concern and he's changing teams I like him in round two as I said I like hill in round two as my second drafted player but I still like waddle if waddle gets in there and hill can't stay healthy or something it's a big what if but but he's a he's one of those speedy guys that's gonna su- suffer hamstring injuries at the tail end of his last two or three years. I mean, that's what, that's what Deshaun Jackson couldn't shake of the hamstring injuries. And when you're this quick, when you're as quick as Tyreek, it, it, it does get to you near the ending part of your career. And it can, it can gobble up your last two or three years when you should be skill wise still there. So I'm just saying in dynasty, I'm not running from any of these guys. I'm, I'm more so interested maybe in Juju We'll see where his ADP is. He's nowhere near the fourth round, so we put Juju there. We're not sure where we're going to rank Juju. Jim.
1: Hey, Smitty. I know this has been a particularly crazy offseason with free agency and trades and everything, but do you see this being a trend into the future, and do you think that could maybe change the way Dynasty fantasy is played? Instead of looking two or three years into the future, do you think they'll maybe go to a more a win-now approach?
0: Well, that's what I've been trying to tell people that you should play for one to two years one to two and a half years not four or five years down the road so many dynasty leagues crumble after two or three years especially if you get in these leagues with people that that you know they don't they don't know what they're doing and and they end up mortgaging their future and then they quit the league you know so yeah I, i do think it could tweak that but i also think what we're looking at is guaranteed contracts moving forward these guys are setting a precedent they're setting the bar 20, $230 dollars for Deshaun Watson when he's going to be suspended six to eight games this year, and has twenty two pending cases, and really no guarantee that other cases won't come forward and be and be filed against him. This is not a class action where this is all encompassing. Get on board now or you can't go after Watson in the future. This is not a class action. He could have somebody that's in the shadows right now watch somebody get paid, and now that he's getting paid two hundred thirty million dollars he'll probably settle for a higher amount just to get this out of the way. And if somebody didn't come forward earlier and sees that they could get $2 million by coming forward, we could be right back in this boat. Um, So just keep that in mind.
1: I know Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill and I know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. But I think you can make an argument that all three other AFC West teams are now the favorite over the Chiefs. What do you think?
0: Yeah, this was earlier. It was a good take. and And I think that like I said earlier, it's the Chargers winning the division, in my opinion. It's Herbert season, Herbert MVP of the league. I think KC grabs a wild-card spot. I think uh, the Broncos are better, and they, they grab a wild-card spot. But I think it's the Broncos and the Chargers, and they're kind of like a mini-tier break in the AFC West. A mini-tier break. It is the Chargers-Broncos mini-tier break, a small one, and then KC and the Raiders. So, or, or the Raiders-KC. You know, you could go either way. But Chargers are going to ball out. And Herbert had the best offseason for anybody. Him and Javante, I think, were the most indirectly affected. But to a degree that makes them the most valuable or the most benefited players in fantasy football and in the NFL. Given free agency. Russell Wilson to Javante is increases Javante's value more than any other player in fantasy football, in my opinion. And 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 then you look at you look at Herbert getting J.C. Jackson and Khalil Mack and the field position that's going to put him in on the regular and the fact that he'll live in the red zone now and already take a step forward, Broskies, it's going to be crazy.
1: Wow, Tyreek Hill to the Dolphins.
0: Somebody's this up. season is crazy. In,
1: Pickett, this is I reported by Ian Rappaport.
0: The... Yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to play all these older messages because I'm not sure if you guys are just trying to break the news and I don't really.
1: Hey, it's Jarek. How's it going? I'm not sure if you got to this question earlier, but I'll ask it again. Uh, it's regarding the running back crowded situation in Miami with Sylvana, Malice Gaskin, and Chase Edmonds you presume that it might be running back by committee or there's going to be a single player that you
0: think So I definitely attacked this already Tariq so definitely listen to my answer but in general I avoid Edmonds who's slotted as the number one I think he can't stay healthy he couldn't stay healthy here in Arizona so I know it very well and I cuffed the two together Mostert and, and Gaskin could be very valuable
1: And then my other one was how much does Michael Pittman increase from Matt Ryan?
0: Okay, and then this first part. Right,
1: I have two. Does Robert Woods going to Tennessee have any effect on Ryan Tannehill, or does Robert Woods increase, or how does that work? And then does, um,
0: and then Matt Ryan. So Woods, I'm I'm not ACL, changing teams. Not too worried about him. Um, I think uh, I think Matt Ryan does help Pittman. I think Pittman probably becomes a really decent or excellent wide receiver three and maybe flirts with wide receiver two numbers, but draft him as a wide receiver three. Um, uh, Prime says Herbert will have a bad game script this year. If they are ahead 90% of the time, um, they still have to stop the run, bro. They still like, you know, we'll see about that. I don't, I think that's uh to be honest, I think that's assuming that they aren't going to be in close games, bro. They play in the, they're going to play everybody in the AFC West twice. You think there was going to be blowouts? They're not going to be blowouts. That right there, that right there is six games. Okay. So you're playing the other three AFC West teams, all three of them, two times. That's six games right there. They're still playing a lot of good teams. They're not going to be up to a point where they're just running, running, running. That's all they do. Not to mention, they can't run the wheels off of, of Eckler they're going to throw and they're kind of a team bro that that almost think of it like Peyton Manning of old no matter what is going on they're going to throw the ball like they're going to be a team that they just throw a lot they're going to throw a lot even when they're up they're going to throw they're going to throw 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 um, and these games are gonna be closer than you think just because the defense is good. that just means they're gonna win games they're gonna take they're gonna be able to go head to head and and blow for blow w- with anybody. but I, I understand what your point is and you make a, a, a good you know um, argument, but I don't think it's gonna be such a bad situation to where they're always up and they, they don't need to throw like think about it there are teams that get up big. But how do they get up big? They throw three or four touchdowns and then they start running the ball. Like, like getting up big, you got to score to get up big. To get up four touchdowns on someone, Herbert might throw four touchdowns in, in a half. You know what I mean? So you can't you can't look at it like that. You can't look and say, well, I'm gonna assume that they were all running scores and then they get up big and just continue to run. Like that there's some assumptions being made there. I think Herbert's gonna ball. Jerry Judy, wide receiver. One or two. I'm not sure what you mean by that because he's not the number one wide receiver or the number two, and he's certainly the number one in Denver. So if that's what you mean, like is he the number one on his team? Yeah, he he is. Um, could Cortland Sutton take the job from him? I suppose if he doesn't stay healthy. All right, I have two. Oh, I got that one. Bruce.
1: Hey, Smitty, what's the best super handcuff in 2022?
0: Right. Pollard. Although he's got standalone value, Madison Is still going to be one of the top super handcuffs in 2022. Um, And if I had to say, I'm looking down the list here. ETN's not a handcuff. He's a starter. I don't want to hear anybody say that. Rashad White could be. Let's see where Rashad White falls, the rookie uh, running back. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, who knows if he's the starter or handcuff. AJ Dillon's kind of stand-alone um, but Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison, Dylan, those are the usual suspects, but Dylan's kind of the starter, like in some respects, like Aaron Jones will be the starter in name, but I think a lot of people will draft AJ Dylan to be a, st- like, I don't think you can cuff Dylan and, and Aaron Jones. This is going to be like Kareem Hunt and Chubb a couple years ago. Like you couldn't, you couldn't cuff them. They're, they're getting drafted around the same place, so. And, and Hunt Hunt might fall. Actually, I don't think anybody's drafting Hunt like that this coming year. So Hunt could qualify as a, as a super handcuff. But I don't think A.J. Dillon can be a super handcuff. He's just one really good fantasy football option. And in Dynasty, they may cut. They probably will cut Aaron Jones after the season to save over $10 million um, on his contract. His contract makes it to where the Green Bay Packers probably can't keep Aaron Jones. So they will release him after the season, and A.J. Dillon's season could start next year. So expect that. Um, thank you, The Bruce, for that question. Hey,
1: Smitty. How much of uh, Kyler's sudden like urge for an extension do you think is due to the uncertainty of how much of the team was coming back? And you know, pretty big pieces in Chandler Jones, 10 sacks. You know, Christian Kirk, almost a thousand yard receiver being gone. I'm just curious how how much you think like him not really thinking he's going to have as competitive of a team is uh, sort of the reason why he wants to be guaranteed right now, at least a contract. Uh, Love to know your thoughts. Thanks.
0: I mean, for sure, that's all part of it. Uh, Other part of it, he doesn't know if he'll hold up. He's getting beat up. Um, he got injured he's afraid that what happens if he has a bad year are they gonna extend him next year he feels like with the way money is being spent right now and you got to think with all these big contracts dropping one after the other of guaranteed money that he might go off the rails with this I could see him getting worse before he gets better but if he does turn it around if he if he shuts up and works hard and just goes out onto the field and tries to prove it I will turn my thinking around and support him I'll be excited that Kyler Murray is going to give it a shot. But I do fear that all this is going to feed into it a little more. And I feel like things could get worse before they get better. Tony. What's up, guys? So Seattle
1: re-signs Rashard Penny back. Uh, Not big news, but, I mean, could be a starting running back. What's your take on him there with Carson? You think Carson will be uh, back healthy, or you think Carson
0: might be done? So yeah, that was, I didn't really answer the other question on that. So I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be able to answer it here. So if you, if you, whoever asked that Carson question earlier, the Penny, Penny's good. Um, Penny's good. He he proved that he's really, really elusive and good last year. Problem is, that I'm a quarterback, so I'm gonna bump down Penny from the expectation level I would have if he was re-signed under Russell Wilson's reign. So, now it's like, I don't know, running back three? I don't think I could trust him as a running back two. I don't think I can right now. I think he's got the upside, but I I just can't. I can't do it when you're talking about such a a big hit.
1: Hey, Smitty, with Kyle Pitts now getting Mario to how does this affect his fantasy value? Also, how does it affect Cordell Patterson with uh, him in the future and in
0: 2020? I, I think Patterson does okay, but maybe not for a whole year. We maybe see the same kind of Patterson from time to time or for a string of games, maybe the beginning four, four games or the first month and a half, and then Patterson falls off because, you know, he's not a young guy. He's already had a lot of time to prove it, and maybe he just can't hold up under that usage. I think Patterson will be good and bad. Um, Kyle Pitts, you can't love it for Kyle Pitts. We were hoping for Watson. It would have put Kyle Pitts on the on the top 25 overall players for a redraft map. He would have literally been turn 24, 25 turn capable. Like you would have drafted him as your third drafted player at the top of round three if you get, if you had that number one overall pick and then you had the 24, 25 turn picks in the second and third round. You could literally take Kyle Pitts there with Watson. Now maybe it makes Pitts a, a sleeper. Maybe people are like, I don't like Pitts in the third round. I'm going to make him a fourth rounder. Like Then we well, then we have to look at that. I, I could get behind Pitts in round four. Um, but Pitts in the middle of round three, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can get behind that right now.
1: Yo, Smitty, can you talk a little bit about if Marcus Mariota has any fantasy value now that he signed a two-year contract with Atlanta? And what does that do for Kyle Pitts' value now that he has Mariota as a... Hey, Smitty, with Matt Ryan being traded to the Colts, uh, what's JT's value going to look going to 2022?
0: Back on top. Back on top. He's the man, the myth, the legend. Expect big, big numbers. Ryan Wade, appreciate you. Um, uh, Tariq, appreciate you. Jim, I think I got Jim's. Hey, Smitty,
1: I know this has been a particularly crazy offseason with free agency and trades and everything, but do you see this being a trend? In
0: yeah, the I already got that one. Last question.
1: Hey, somebody dialing in from the UK. UK! I want to make a trade with Pitts. Um, I have Andrews, and I want to know what I can add to Pitts to move for somebody like Javante. I've tried one for one, and it's been rejected.
0: You want to okay. want, want trade... What is it? I want to know what I can add. I want to make a trade with
1: Pitts. Um, I have Andrews, and I want to know what I can add two pits to move
0: for somebody like Javante. Oh, Javante. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, without a quarterback. And there was a comment in here, Malik Willis. If Malik Willis could um, land in Atlanta, that would be phenomenal. But you got to keep in mind the draft order. Um, The draft order has changed since the trades. Let me see if I can get the draft order on screen here. I should have it right here. Hold on. And then there was another trade today, so we gotta we gotta keep into account that trade. But let me put the draft order pre today. This is before today began. Um, so we have that Kansas City deal uh, that we have to you know keep in mind when we look at this. But here's the draft order as of uh, as of before that trade. Jaguars Lions could take Malik Willis. It's possible. Um, the Jets aren't taking them. The Texans could take them, but I don't I don't know if they will. They they may. The Texans may say we're building now. We'll go ahead and grab him. Uh, The Panthers are not letting Malik Willis fall past number six. So the Atlanta Falcons aren't going to get him at number eight, in my opinion. They'd have to move up to the Carolina Panthers' six pick, or they'd have to move up to the Jets' pick at four, or the Giants' at five, maybe two or three. Malik Willis, in my opinion, goes in the top six. So it's going to be unfortunate. If Pitts can get Malik Willis, Pitts could be back in the same rough area as he would have been had Watson landed in in atlanta so malik willis is the key to atlanta rebuilding if they can move up and get him it will be an amazing move if they don't it won't be and i don't know that i think Marriott is going to do that well um so oh man i can here's doug again doug said doug just says the same thing i say and then says i'm wrong and then just repeats what i say R- smitty willis to the texans will happen i just told you it could happen doug doug i just said that poor doug okay i appreciate everybody here subscribe if you're new punch the thumbs up button if you're sitting in here leave a comment because i answer every single question i'm a little bit behind on all the live streams i'm going to get to everybody's comment by tonight drop me a comment i will answer the question um looks like jimmy g is staying in san francisco we'll see there's still a lot to happen that needs to happen but even if he does Dude's not going to be ready to throw for a while. They're going to move on. It's just, I don't want the distraction there. I want Trey to have no distractions. I think he'll still survive and still rise up. But let people get upset about this. Let people avoid Trey. It, it just makes his value better. He makes his upside better. The bang for the buck is better. So um, I'm going to be all about Trey still. Now, there's a chance it all gets screwed up for for sure. I mean, Shanahan's that, that kind of guy. He's capable of it. Uh, but yeah. Did AP come back from an Achilles Durant? <laughs> Don't bait me, Jamie. Don't bait me. <laughs> Deontay Johnson top five? No, absolutely not. Ezekiel. What's up, Boozy? Appreciate you. Later, Cliff. Guys, subscribe if you're new. Your boy, Smitty. Could use your support. Hit that that uh, share button. Send the link out to your pals. Send it to grandma. Send it to Uncle Bob. Send it to Uncle Buck. Um, do it live. Do it live. Appreciate everybody being here. Um, I will see you. Same bat time. Same bat channel tomorrow. We're live every Monday through Friday from 7 p.m. Eastern to 8. What is it? 8.22 p.m. So we went an hour and a half today. Uh, Thank you for all your questions. Please leave a question and I will respond to everybody's question. um, 99% of them. Everybody's but Doug's question. I will reply to tonight and drop one and I will see you all tomorrow. I hope all of you can survive um, this freaking uh, Tyreek Hill trade um, as best you can. Appreciate you.